you are listening to Takedowns to Breakdowns. Microscopic. What's up? How dude? are you? Sorry, I'm uh, doing <laughs> doing pretty good actually. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. Kind of a gym update. Ooh, talk uh, to me, Goose. Pretty much sticking to it. Hell yeah. Um, there hasn't been a day yet where I dreaded going to the gym, which I'm sure will hit at some point, but it I've always, always looked forward to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm uh, areas of improvement. I would say, I know, I think I discussed the shoulder press yes. last time where, so just to a quick recap, I literally started at 15 pounds, which is the very first weight. On the thing, is, it was it was embarrassing. No, no, no. But it's good because I remember you having a major issue with overhead presses when we were doing gym uh, garage workouts. Yes. So I remember yeah. that. I remember that. So yeah. Um. Yeah. Overhead presses or uh, the 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 clubs doing yes. like the swinging. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> um. So I then after I think one week of training managed to get up to sixty. Uh, which was a huge increase, and now I'm at 75, 75 Ooh. pounds for a shoulder press. Oh, um, So something's working. Um, as far as my current weight goes, I plateaued the last two weeks. Okay. Um, again, I'm not, like, stressing about it, especially with the discussion you and I had uh, the last time I mentioned it. Um, but I overall, I feel, I still feel good. Like, I don't feel... Um. Uh, I just overall feel better. There's not really an explanation. How are you sleeping? Um, uh, you know, I thought I'd be sleeping a bit better, oh. especially on workout days, and I find myself uh, staying up until like sometimes almost four o'clock in the morning. Whoa. Yeah, or there are times where I'll attempt to go to bed, which is already at some crazy hour, like 2 o'clock in the morning or whatever, and then at like 3, 3.30, I'm still awake, and then I'll go sleep out on the couch, and then I'll eventually sleep at like 4.30. Now, this doesn't happen every night. Thank God. Where I ha- um, but actually, just this, actually, just last night, I had to get out of bed and just go to the couch, and I don't think I fell asleep until like four o'clock um so right now i'm kind of experiencing a weird sleeping issue it's not every night but it happens a few times a week well sleep can be a lot of things Sleep can be stimulus like what color like what level lumens of lights are on in 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 your peripheral when you're like getting ready for bed or or it's getting to bedtime like do you have yeah. anxiety going on? Are your thoughts racing? Like, there's so many things. It can't just be like, my body's tired. There's, I think there's so many factors involved with sleep. Sleep is so hard for people. Yeah. Like, there's a reason why, right? So, I mean, there's so much stimulus nowadays. So, <clears throat> I actually thought I'd, I'd be a better sleeper, though, considering, not to get into my personal life or anything, but I've been unemployed for quite a while now, and... I figured by getting physical activity back into my life that that would improve something. Um, but no, well, if nothing. If your body's uh, in a behavior and getting in shape is 
empowering your body's ability to keep gaming late at night, then you're going to keep gaming late at night. That's just a, I mean, I, I, that that's just like, you have the time. I also think, again, I said this to you back when you told me you were unemployed. I think it's also a part of your mind. Like you have to realize up until what, 18, maybe for you a little bit after that, cause you had, uh, you had like more education after that, but for the majority of your life, you had a routine that wasn't 40 hours a week working. Yeah. Right. So for the majority of our developmental lives, we have freedom of, of time for the most part to do stuff. Yeah. And your mind's probably just like, wow, I'm having freedom of time again. This is great. So it could be that. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard, right? Like, like I, I know when I go on vacation, when I take vacations, I can't relax that often because I'm, my body's so attuned to working. So it's like, well, what's the schedule? We have to do stuff. Like, how are we not doing things? And I have a problem yeah. relaxing. So for me, it's hard and it's a really weird feeling that I don't always like when I get to a point where I can say, oh, I'm like not thinking about what to do today. I personally am mm. not used to that. And it kind of sucks because I'm so wound up like that. So, I mean, the only time where I'm okay with doing nothing is when I'm really sick. When I'm not working, like I, I took a sick day, I'm not working out. That's the only time I'm 100% carefree because I'm so focused mm. on just like retaining my strength and trying to get healthy that I'm just laying around. I'm being sleepy. I, I don't care about just watching YouTube all day. I don't care about playing video games if I have the ability to. I'm like, fuck it. I'm trying to just whatever. I can't do anything else. So that's the only time as an adult, I feel okay. Not like enjoying myself is when I'm physically ill. So mm. again, I think, I think you're, I think your, your life right now is just a cruise ship and it's just enjoying itself. And it keeps going back to that buffet, man. It keeps going back to that buffet and it keeps going, Hey, let's have some more. Let's have some more video games tonight. Why not? Fuck it. There's a, there's a buffet, isn't there? And it's just, your body's just <laughs> enjoying it. I think that's all it is. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, but dude, you just got to get, you know, you got to buy yourself like a nice big ass bong and then you got to (laughs) just get fucking blazed and then just pass the fuck out. Although probably don't do that because you'll eat and I know you'll eat and you'll just sit there like eating fucking cracklins or something all night and just, (laughs) and then like in two weeks we're back on the podcast and I go, Jesus Christ, Mikey, what the fuck happened? And you go, well, I'm sleeping now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, what else you doing? You go, eating a lot because I'm high all the time when I go to bed. And I just end up eating everything. Frozen pizzas, burritos, french fries, chips, cracklins, fucking ice cream. Anything that's within reach. I'll, I ate a whole jar of peanut butter in one night. That really fucked up my shits. Like, I can just imagine you saying... If you got super high and started smoking for some reason, I could totally see you <laughs> devolving into that and just being so don't actually don't don't do that. I take that all back. Don't do that. It's that's that's not good for 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 you. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm curious if CBD products would work. I think like oil or something. Yeah, I think CBD. Yeah. Um, I do it more for the inflammation 
it doesn't so the thing with cbd is that it's not like it, it's not like sleepy nyquil it doesn't like make you sleepy for me it kind of just i don't know how to explain it it doesn't make it doesn't make me sleepy but it relaxes me when i lay down and i want to go to sleep so usually when i go down when i lay down and go to sleep if i don't have cbd i mean i know how to fall asleep anyways at this point like I have methods of getting myself to fall mm. asleep. So it's not a problem to fall asleep. And I only take CBD maybe twice a week. It's when I um, have really hard exercise days. So it's usually Thursdays, Fridays, which are the hardest days I work out um, typically. So those are the days I, I usually take it. But all it does is just that it makes it easier for when I lay down. It's almost like... You know that feeling in the morning when you wake up and you're in a blanket and it's just like, oh, this mm. is a nice blanket. Like you just feel good in the blanket. For me, yeah. CBD makes me feel that before I fall asleep. So like I feel like, I don't know, more relaxed in my environment in the bed for me to be like, oh, this is a nice bed. This is a nice blanket. And I just like pass out. Which is a weird way to put it, but it does. It's not like woo. I'm so sleepy. It's sleepy time. Yeah, melatonin. Well, none of that's that. yeah. Melatonin does See, that for me. And I was just getting ready to say melatonin. I'm actually like immune to it or something. I've tried Zequil. I've tried melatonin. Different strengths of it. And if anything, it gets me wired. Um, it has like the opposite effect for me. So you might just be a night owl, man. It could be. Yeah. You got to find a job where you can flip shifts and work the night shift, you know, just. Yeah, I tried doing that and uh, <laughs> this is where I'm at now. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But well, anyways, melatonin for me but, knocks me the fuck out and makes me sleepy, but it makes me sleepy in a bad way where I'm groggy the next day. Like because when I take enough CB, well, CBD, when I take enough melatonin to make me sleepy, I'm I wake yep. up groggy like. Like just. Ugh, the next morning not in a bad way but just i'm not up and at him like typically I, I wake up i could pretty much jump out of bed if i needed to mm -hmm. melatonin it, it just like anchors me i'm just like Ugh, i feel groggy really so slow. so even if you get enough hours in you yep. think it's still like in your system yep 100 no percent. i did find if i take new mood by on it with melatonin i'm yeah. fine so if i take new mood when I take melatonin, I wake up without grogginess and I wake up like refreshed and good to go. But if I take just new, uh, just uh, melatonin, it knocks me out. But I'm just so sluggish in the morning. I've, I'm like, I need coffee. Like I'm so out of it. CBD is the mm. perfect balance of just like putting me down. But CBD for me, just I use it more for recovery than I do for sleep. Okay. So that's just me though. But that's how I do it. Gotcha. But everybody's huh. different. Everybody is special, unique butterflies. Okay. Yeah, I mean, other than all that, everything's pretty much the same as far as, like, uh, gym routine goes. Um, I really excel at back extensions, which I don't know if... Maybe it's just all in my head, and most people can do max weight, but... No, um... um I that's great. Yeah, I start at um, 250 because I do three sets. So I start at 250, 
Then I put it on the added five pound setting for the second set, and then the added ten pound setting. Does it have the, the knob third. to add the small? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like twist it, so it's it's you like zero, five, and, and ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Those are great. Yeah. So I do three sets of that back extension. Well, how much does your sister do? Let's do that by comparison. She does. Uh, she starts at a hundred, and I think her final set is around one fifteen. Okay. Okay. And that's her improved. <laughs> so she did. I think. I think she started at forty or sixty. Very nice. So very nice. Yeah. You know what I'm getting into for fitness, and I, I'm not like going all into it, but I'm getting. I'm very intrigued by it on a new level, which is funny because I've never really cared for it, and I actually have had strong opinions about it. But CrossFit. Really. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not doing it, but just I'm now it's 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 the same interest I have with strongman stuff. Um yep. and and powerlifting, like Olympic lifting. I'm just getting I'm just so intrigued by these different styles, these different modalities of working out, and I'm getting very intrigued by uh the the communities. The communities for all those things because they're so like I I have no interest in bodybuilding, but I'm also very interested by the bodybuilding community because there's so many like little intricate details to each community that are so unique and, and so like they're almost strange in a way right so mm-hmm. i'm getting really into that um it also helps that each of those communities they have very charismatic people at the top so the top performers of all those com- of all those styles of fitness they have very like big name people that run it right like so it, mm-hmm. it's it's also very easy to find entertainment within there because there's so many uh people that that are good characters charismatic and easy to like and follow and root for so yeah that, that's what i've been doing um speaking of that though speaking of of character and speaking of unique people I wanted to ask you a question. Sure. To officially start off the martial arts part of this podcast. Now, we've talked about something like this before, but I don't think I've asked you this before. I don't think we've asked this asked each other this on episode at least, on podcast. If you had to choose one fighter to fight against that you think you could win, who would it be? That you think you could beat? Any weight class. Uh, I would, I would or pref- something. I would prefer to be the something that class would prefer to your weight class. Okay, and I th- when we discussed this, for me, what did we say? Somewhere between light and he- and welter. For me, would you be welterweight? Uh, would you be welterweight? Well, I I think welter is pushing it. I think I'm small for welter. Height wise, because uh, I'm five I think, eight. I think you are. Were we gonna do light heavyweight? I think, or was it middleweight? <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Uh, there's no way because I think we determined like I think the smallest fighter in Walter is like what five nine five ten. No, no, no. Middle. Oh, so middleweight or welterweight? I was saying light heavyweight or middleweight. Oh no no! It would be lightweight, <laughs> or oh, oh so one fifty five. You would fight at one fifty five. 
I'm just trying to think height-wise, too. There's no way I could do middleweight. No. Those guys are pushing six feet. Are they? Let's look at Marvin Vittori. He is uh, Marvin Vittori, 72 inches tall, 185 pounds. All right. All right. Uh, Let's see. How about uh, Robert Whitaker? Here you go. Oh, Robert Whitaker is your size. He's 5'8". He's 72 inches tall, 185 pounds. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that 5'8"? That's not 5'8", bud. What is it? What is it? Then what is it? What is 72 inches? I'm pretty sure 60 inches is 5'. I think I'm 68 inches. 60 inches is 5 feet, right? Did I do my math right? Yeah, yeah. 60 inches is 5 feet. Okay. That's another 8. So I'm 68. Okay, so that means you so, would be... So he's six feet. Okay, so you would be welterweight, and that would be, right. <laughs> let's say, Jorge Masvidal, and that's, who is and that's 70 still pushing inches, it. 71 inches tall, 156 gonna, pounds. Right, right. I think our my whole thing was, weight-wise, I'd feel comfortable at 170, although I think realistically, I'd have to be lightweight, and that's due to the height. Really? Um, but can you make that yes. weight? Again, I could be comfortable at welter. Okay, so okay, okay, so here's lightweight. You ready? Doesn't uh, mean I'm going to survive. Dustin Poirier, sixty-nine inches okay. tall, one hundred and fifty-five pounds. There you go. Lightweight is also Habib Nurmagomedov, Justin Gaethje, Michael Chandler, Charles Oliveira, <laughs> Tony Ferguson, Conor McGregor, Rafael dos Anjos. Dan Hooker, uh, Benil Dariush, Paul Felder, Kevin Lee. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. All right, all right. So you're lightweight. So you're in the light. You're in the lightweight division. Okay, I'm lightweight. Uh, lightweight. Tony Ferguson. You <laughs> to- think you Tony can Fer- beat Tony Ferguson? I could beat Tony Ferguson. <laughs> I think you're out of your damn mind. Um, <laughs> I want to see. I want to see. Oh God. I, li- I like Gregor Gillespie. Let me see. So right now I'm just looking at the rankings. I'm trying to find just the the like the fighters uh, in that division. Um, I don't think I can look it up by division because why would I? Oh yes, I can. Okay, so let's do it by uh, uh, lightweight. We said. Yeah, lightweight. Lightweight. Okay. <laughs> uh, Eddie Alvarez. Uh, let's see. Man, this UFC website sucks. Um, Alban Mercier is no longer in the UFC. Uh, that's fun. Um, but he's still listed here. Uh, Dennis Bermudez. Um, oh, God. Yo, this division is a bad division to be in. Um, Will Brooks. Alex Da Silva. Oh, my gosh, dude. Okay. Nate Diaz. <laughs> Um, Joe Duffy, Jesus Christ, Joe Ellenberger. Okay, all right, all right. Let's see who has the okay. worst ranking. Let's see who has the worst record. Okay, let's see if we can find somebody who has a really bad record. Let's see. Let's see. I mean, can I say like Ben Askren or you think you could beat Ben Askren? I mean, to find beat points, 
submission, knockout. <laughs> uh, Clay Guida has 17 losses. But he also has 36 oh. wins, so that's not <laughs> that's not really the best background running into. N- no, but he, he scrapped a few times. Yeah, uh, 19 and 10, 20 and 10. That's Dan Hooker. No, we're not. You don't want to go near Dan Hooker. Um, wow. So this is rough, man. I'm not going to lie. Uh, there's not. Okay. 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 I found somebody. I found somebody. You ready? Let's Michael Johnson, 20 wins, 17 losses. What's his area of expertise besides losing often? <laughs> I really hope Michael Johnson listens to this episode. Um, well, I mean, I guess it depends, right? He's an MMA fighter. I mean, he's got fairly decent stand-up. He's pretty good in the scramble. I think he's, he's okay in the clinch. Uh, I don't think he has fantastic wrestling, but... He's good enough. Um, yeah, I mean, his claim to fame right now is he uh, he 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 hit Nurmagomedov to the point where Nurmagomedov was wobbly on his feet, and that's kind of his uh, that's his claim. Uh, it looks like. Oh God, there's so many people, and there's so many people that haven't fought in a while. Um. Okay, if we're if we're going by record, that's your best bet. Uh, that's your best bet. If we're going by reality, Michael Johnson's still a fucking nightmare. I would not want to fight Michael Johnson. That's that's a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, man. I don't know a lot of these guys that that are that like I would be saying, "Yo, you got this." If I was in your corner, I think. <laughs> I think there's a lot of fighters here. I mean, it's all UFC fighters. I think if if you got into the octagon with any of these UFC fighters in the lightweight division, uh-huh. I would have to tell you, like, yo, bro, if you can just, like, pull guard and let them tap you, it will be the least painful way to go. <laughs> that's, I mean, if I was in your corner, that's probably what I would say. Like, who are you, who... who? Jesus, like, I don't even know who, like, yeah, they're all winning records. Because if you have a bad, if you have a losing record, you're not in the UFC. Okay, how about this? Uh, how about this guy has one fight. Tristan Connolly. He has one win, zero loss, zero decision. He's, he's had one fight. How, okay. How does that sound? Okay, how about this? Would you rather fight a guy like Tristan Connolly, who's had one fight in the UFC, or fight a guy in the UFC like Michael Johnson, who's had a lot of wars and is has lost a lot? Who would you rather fight? The one and O guy. Yeah. He's thirty four. My whole thing is thirty four years old, seventy inches tall, one hundred and seventy pounds. Uh, 41 inch uh, leg reach, 68 inch mm-hmm. uh, arm reach. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, my reason is his body isn't as conditioned as the guy who experienced almost 40 fights. So even though he lost a lot, he was taking a lot of hits. His body was being conditioned. Okay, okay. So that's a problem for me. Even if he 
doesn't have the best record. He has exactly your point. Like he's been through wars. Yeah. In his, uh, well, in his amateur record, he's got four wins by, or just his MMA record in a whole, not just in UFC. Tristan Connolly has four wins by KO, nine wins by Mm. submission. He's landed 51 shots, significant strikes to the head, which is an 80% strike rate. He's got a 4.27 significant strike per minute landed. Um, he absorbed 2.13 uh, per minute. Mm. And then he's got uh, 60% takedown defense. And a 57% significant strike defense. Still feel good? But he's had one fight. One UFC fight. I mean, hey man, if you if you feel confident, then we can we can we can tweet at him and put this down and be like, "Yo, you're one." Is he fight. ready to face the stuffing? <laughs> no cranberry stuffing. It's cranberry <laughs> stuffing. <laughs> Don't forget, it is cranberry stuffing, not the stuffing. It is cranberry stuffing. <laughs> Mikey. <laughs> Cranberry stuffing Tatas <laughs> Oh my god Yeah 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 Okay 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 So That was the only thing I wanted to know I wanted to know Because we always talk about people um, We always talk about like The complete opposite of just like Yo this dude would fucking kill me This dude's a Um crazy blah 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 all this other stuff you know what i mean but we never really i think went into the possibility of if we had to fight somebody who who would we want to fight that we think we could actually beat you know mm. so yeah okay all right that was my, my that was my question my thing i wanted to bring up so you can bring up yours now what up what up so i was th- thinking about this because i'm i'm still going through the process um of course, me and probably billions of people at this point um, trying to get their gun permit. Um, yeah, you want a gun? You want a pew-pew? I want a pew-pew. Pew-pew? Um, what do you want? Pistol, shotgun, AR-15, bolt action, carbine, lever action? What do you want? Come on, gun boy. What uh, do you want? <laughs> Just a pistol for now. Uh I'm not Lame. really like you gotta a, get a shotgun, bro. That's how you defend the family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, man. Bird shot, buck shot, bird shot, yeah, bird really. shot, buck shot. Yeah, just face in their direction and pull the trigger. You can't really miss. Exactly, um, bro. Come on. So my thing is, in a world today where a lot of people are getting their permit. Permit, right. excuse me. Oh yeah, a lot of people um, need guns. God forbid the laws change or whatever is going to happen. Uh, do you think it's still necessary for, or not? Not really necessary, but do you think it's important for people to go out and learn self defense with a a melee weapon of some sort, like a, um, like a bamboo stick? like a because you would think right it's like oh just pick up the stick and swing 
Yeah. Right? But I was thinking back, like, I had, I hate to sound stupid or insane, but uh, <laughs> in the beginning of COVID, like, when this was all going down and, you know. Yeah. Uh, so last I went out and bought, yeah. yeah, I went out and bought two aluminum baseball bats. Nice. So I was like, you know what? I don't know what's happening in the world at the moment. Right. And I bought 80 pounds of rice and two aluminum bats. And I was like, they need to get through my bats if they're going to get to my rice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I like, I keep one in the, I shouldn't really even be saying this, but I keep what? one in the car yeah, yeah. and I keep one on the side of my bed, you know, nice. God forbid. Yes. And that's when it was, wasn't until uh, end of summer when I went for, the gun permit class with my wife and my mom. Mm -hmm. And I was really thinking back to the whole bat thing. Like when I first held a bat, like if you take a bat and you just swing it at something hard, I want you to feel how your wrist feels. Well, that's why you got to tape up the bat. You tape up the handle. No, no, no. But like just the idea of assuming like, Oh, it's a baseball bat. I know how to hold it. Uh, let me just practice swinging at something that might ha be a similar density to a human body. Right. And. Oh, it vibrates. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, clearly they're science. And oh, yeah. Well, didn't really think of that. And and this this wasn't recently, by the way. This, I'm talking like back when I was uh, maybe between 10 and 12. You know, I was just one day practicing with a bat and I was like, holy shit. Like, I thought I broke my wrist. Yeah. And even the importance, like, do, does one know how to properly swing? And there are different techniques of swinging. But then there's other types of weapons, melee weapons. There's a different stances. There's different ways to use them in certain situations. One might be better in one situation over the other. Mm -hmm. So in a world today, getting back on track now, yes, yes, where yes. a lot of people are getting their permits, guns are selling out quick. Bullets are selling um, out quick. Oh, but not only are bullets selling out quick, man, they're going up in price. Oh, yeah. And they're talking about taxing on uh, ammunition. Yeah, man. Um, That's money. That's easy money. My thing is eventually, God forbid, we end up in some weird apocalypse where everybody's got their ammo in stock and they're using it. Ah, oh, that's not. Eventually. Yeah, okay. Okay. Keep going. Eventually, the ammunition's going to run out, though. Yes. And then who's making bullets, bruh? Well, who has the knowledge to make them? Who has the because means you, to... Well, no, here's the thing. We're not using muskets anymore. So you can no longer melt down and right. make bullets yourself. You need to be able to stamp your own ballistics if you do that. So that means you need to have yeah. the equipment and the knowledge. You can't just be like, well, right. if I just take well, my exactly. cast iron pan and melt this thing that I found in my house, I can make bullets. No, you can't. You don't have casings. Do you have right. a, a press machine? Do you have gunpowder? Do you have all the things you need for modern firearms to work? Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. And, right. And so I guess finally my question is, should people go out and learn how to use a melee weapon? Because God forbid it gets to a point where, you know what, even if you did have your firearm yeah, and you unloaded the clip, guess what? That wasn't good enough. You missed. Well, exactly. Should someone learn how to use a bamboo stick because if they see a pipe on the ground or something, so, something that's similar to the weapon they were training with in class, they can 
somewhat know how to perform with it, understand how to use it a little better, or uh, do, do you get where I'm coming from? I feel Are you like about uh, the validation I th- of of like physical melee combat versus. Yeah, because I was really thinking about a, a few different scenarios, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, the way, like uh, I was thinking of samurais, but then I was immediately thought like John Wick, which is like, what the fuck? That's one thing and something completely different, but it's what he was demonstrating, right? Like that dude is a fucking samurai and his katana is a gun, whatever gun the dude has. Yes. That is that is the modern day samurai, but again, you're going to run out of bullets eventually. So is it, are we in a world where it's still n- maybe necessary to have some sort of knowledge of how to use a weapon? Because again, anybody can take a gun and pull the trigger, right? But you still have to have proper training to really know what you're doing and to build accuracy and understand the weapon that you're well, using. Well, to answer, to go off of what you just said, guns are a martial art in a way. They require practice. They require drilling. They require technique. They require... So the, mm. here's the situation, right? You have a bat and a gun. If you either, if you need either weapon in either situation, you're going to have so much adrenaline in your body. First of all, A, you're not going to feel the vibration when you hit people with a bat. I just don't think you're going to feel it with the adrenaline in the moment. You're just not going to. Right. You will afterwards when you're like, oh, cool. I have like blood bruises in my wrist because I burst blood vessels because I was bashing a dude's skull in. But in the moment, I think you'll be fine. But then you also have to have the understanding of adrenaline when you're firing a weapon. Like when you got a shaky a shaky pistol and you're trying to sh- you're trying to shoot somebody and you're trying to put them down. And then you have the legal mm-hmm. consequences. First of all, do you care about the legal legal consequences? Shooting yourself and shooting yourself, shooting someone in in self defense for yourself or somebody else is a giant ramification. Not that bashing somebody with a bat isn't, but the 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 fire like discharging a firearm. The second you do it in a situation, it immediately changes the situation. Swinging a baseball bat doesn't do the same thing. It just doesn't. There's a reason why law enforcement has to write up reports whenever a weapon's discharged for any reason, whether it's accidental or on purpose. It's mm-hmm. Compared to when the baton came out, I'm sure they still have to say something about the baton. It's a very different legal situation. So you have a lot of like societal and cultural ramifications of things of either options. I do think it's still worth it to get melee training. And I will still, I will consider it is always worth it to get melee training until the military stops training people. When the mm. military stops training training their infantry and their troops and their personnel in hand-to-hand combat and weapon and like melee combat with weapons, then that is the day we know they are no longer applicable in war or combat in general. Right. So I think, yes, in my opinion, yes, you should still have training with either or, I mean, like, and I know what you were getting at when it comes to like the gun discussion, like guns are, they're a tool, right? But they're a mechanical tool. They're not the same way as a blunt weapon. They're not the same thing as a blunt weapon. Like, you could take a pool cue and snap it in half, and now you can stab people, right? That's the utility right. of just an elemental thing. The, the, there's a reason why there's competitions to, like, not competitions. I mean, they do. But there's a reason why they have, like, drills in the military of cleaning your firearm. 
It requires service, right. oil, lubrication. You need to make sure it's ready. You have to make sure it's serviceable. It's not just something that you can pick up. Like a cast iron pan, that's a good weapon. What are you going to do? Punch yeah. that thing? Go ahead, block it. I'm going to swing this cast iron skillet at you. I want you to block it for me. I'm going to swing with everything I got. Like, block it. Go ahead. I dare you to block it. Or I'll take a Dutch oven and I'll just swing it with two hands. Block it. Let's see what happens. Something's breaking. Like, bottom line. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. My fingers are probably going to break if I hit somebody with it, too. But that person's in a worse scenario than I am, I think. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, if you want to talk about an apocalypse situation, I do think a gun is extremely limited. It's extremely limited. Guns in general are limited. You could take all the weapons available to the commercial market, and you, if you tested them in every environment, how many of them work afterwards? There's a reason why the Glock is so yeah. fo is so popular, because of its durability in different situations, along with the AK-47. There's a reason why mm -hmm. you can't hit the side of a barn wall with it, but it's still going to fire at least after you pick it up out of the ocean and clean it off with sand. Like, there's a reason why those two guns are still around, even though they're based off of very old, what, like 40-year-old designs? Like, there's a reason why yeah. they're still around. So you have to think about the practicality of that. My nice lever-action carbine that I bought that's, a, a you know, $2,000 hand-carved wooden-stocked fucking rifle... Oh, guess what? It doesn't fire if I don't do X, Y, and Z properly. So in an apocalypse situation, yeah, it's nice. Is it really like the best weapon to have? Yeah, probably not. Probably not. Like, mm. like, is my gun calibrated for a scope and not iron sights? How is that going to affect my, my rifle? Like, how is that going to matter when it comes to shooting? There's just much more. There's many more details to it. And you're right. I agree with you. I think John Wick's a perfect example of somebody who is an expert in firearms. But what is the... It's just like seeing, you know, uh, fucking Jackie Chan fight. Like, how many people have that ability? Not many. Very rarely do yeah. people have that actual combat ability. How many people have that ability that John Wick has? Very little. Not many people. I know there there are definitely a bunch of people that do tactical training for fun and probably can do a lot of the moves that he's doing, but is that the general public? Absolutely not. You know, I mean, again, that's why I was joking about buying a shotgun because with the adrenaline and the and just is it is somebody properly drilled? There's a reason why they say just get a shotgun because it's first of all, if somebody wants to, they I I love hearing the the phrase of like chambering with a pump action shotgun is the most terrifying sound to hear. And if you go click clack and people still say, Oh, I'm still coming in your house. It's like, okay, you're, you're going to get some of this bird shot. <laughs> if you stick around, you're going to catch a buck shot. So it's like, you're going to not be okay afterwards. But like, yeah, there's a reason why shotguns are so popular. It's because you could sell it and just say, click clack it. And if you still hear people walking around, just aim in the general direction of the sound and pull the trigger. Right. Like that's yeah. <laughs> like that's and it's because it's like, is the average person being dedicated and diligent with their training with their firearms? Probably not. For most people, it's a hobby. It's fun to shoot things. They go do it on a weekend. How many people are drilling it like a martial art? They're going three days a week. They're spending an hour each time. They're practicing chambering rounds and, and filling magazines. They're they're practicing taking apart their gun and cleaning it three three times a week. Like, are they doing these things so they have the ability? Are they doing tactical training? Are they doing target acquisition in different environments? No, no, nobody's doing. Like, most people aren't doing that. Most people are like, I want to go go to a range. I love shooting things. It's a lot of fun. It makes it. It's a release. It's like a. It's like a. 
It's a like a pressure valve that opens up for me when I'm done. So I'm gonna go do it once a week mm. or once a month with some friends, and we're gonna go shoot some some guns, bang bang bang, and then we're gonna go get some burgers. You know, America, freedom, and that's the majority yeah. of the population. So I think you're right with almost all your points. I think <laughs> I think <laughs> I think you do need to still do melee training. I still think you need to worry about hand to hand combat. I do think you actually need to like train with a weapon. It's not. It depends how you look at it. Again, if it's a hobby and you like to collect them, that's a different style of, of using it than somebody who views it as a, a this is my last resort survival tool, and they train mm. it accordingly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yep. like, there's people who practice survival skills. They fucking, like, make ropes out of, like, bark and shit, and then they, like, make fires by hand, and they do it so... They know how to do it if they need to because it's that big of a priority and a concern for them. So they practice it and it's a thing they do. And then they post YouTube videos on it on how to do it mm-hmm. because they do it all the time. So it's all it's all dependent on the person. So I don't think it's as easy to say, you'll be fine, you got a gun, or you'll be fine, you're a orange belt. Like I, I think it's there's more to it. I think there's more to it than than either. Because there's also, you know, this, there's, you know, you and I both know people by name who do martial arts just for fun. It's a fitness thing. It's yeah. not supposed to be something they want to actually fight with. It's something that they find spiritually relaxing and, and rewarding and they do it for the physical fitness of it. So mm-hmm. it all depends. It all depends. I would say this. Um, I would say this. I, I, I think. I think you. So I didn't think of. The apocalypse situation when COVID started, I thought of a worst case scenario, what would happen? And my immediate thought was, well, what's the deal with food? And if I had to protect my area, what would it be? I know my area is somewhat okay because it's not as populated as where you live because I know where you live. You live in a densely populated Mm -hmm. area where Mm -hmm. a fight for resources would be much faster to break out than my area. Like... It just, that's how it is. So I wasn't as worried, yeah. but I, I mean, I do have preparations for stuff if I needed to. I know where weapons are and what can be used as a weapon in my house. Like that's 100% a matter of just being prepared. So I know yeah. that. Um, yeah. I have a hatchet on my first floor and I have my, uh, like my EDC knife on my second floor next to my bedstand. So if I had to fight in the dark, I have something more maneuverable that I'm more familiar mm-hmm. with that has a really good grip. It's actually got like the same material that pistols have, like the handle uh, on yeah, pistols. Yeah. I have that. It's got that textured grip on it. So it's it would be really easy to use um, in close quarters. And the hatchet is just terrifying because it's just it's an actual functional hatchet I used to cut shit. But like when I pull off the sheath of this hatchet and I have a hatchet. It's a shiny hatchet. <laughs> and it's just like, <laughs> and I'm walking towards you with the hatchet. Most people are going to walk away from that. They're going to be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, like it's a hatchet. And again, it's on the first floor in my house. So it's in close quarters. If I was really worried, I'd probably move the hatchet upstairs as well. So I would have both weapons. But yeah, yeah. I have both of those weapons. Um, also, because, yeah, like cutting thing, like, Weapons that can slice and cut are much more dangerous, but they also have, I think, much more inherent uh, uh, wiggle room. So, like, if you hit right. somebody with... I'm not trying to shit on the bad idea. I like the bad idea. 
the bat's also very reusable. The bat doesn't go dull. The you know the bat doesn't isn't brittle to break. You know what I mean? Like a bat's really good, but a bat doesn't guarantee somebody going down. Right. Right. If I fuck up with a hatchet and I like don't hit the way I want to, but I still make contact and it's a full swing, that hatchet's doing damage. Like <laughs> something's coming off. You know what I mean? Or yeah. There's yeah. gonna be a lot of DNA everywhere, <laughs> and you're gonna and you're not gonna like it. So like either way, it's not gonna be good. I could even just yeah. block with it. I can even just block with a fucking hatchet. Like you can just come swinging at me, and I can just hold the hatchet up from behind and two hand the hatchet yep. into you striking me. And if you want to punch or try to grab a hatchet on the blade side, I mean, go ahead, go for it. I'm sure the <laughs> adrenaline will keep you going for a little bit, but the hatchet's gonna win. Um, <laughs> and the knife I have, my EDC is a, is a Tonto edge. So it's made for, for, uh, penetration. It's made for like puncturing through things. So it's, yeah. it's not yeah. like a normal, like, oh, it's a rounded edge. No, it's like, it's made for like penetration attacks. It's made for like going mm. through things. And on top of that, the yeah. back edge is a serrated edge. So it's meant to rip. So, yep. Let's like let's rock and roll, baby. Like <laughs> let's rock and roll. Same thing. I may miss you, but if any of that touches you, like it's gonna be messy. <laughs> it's gonna be a messy time. It's not gonna be fun. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not a good oh time in those situations, right? Like if you got into a house, right? And again, I'm not shitting sure on your idea, but it's you with a bat, and it's me with a hatchet in one hand and a serrated like hand <laughs> combat knife in the other. Which one are you gonna go towards? <laughs> Right, like it's good you're probably point. actually good if you walk into two people with both of those things, you're walking the fuck out unless you're stupid. But I mean, yeah, <laughs> no. The great thing about a bat, the great thing about a bat though, is that the bat requires absolutely zero training. You can give it to anybody, and for the most part, they can be they can do something with it. Right? Most people right. have the idea of how to swing, so they can do it. Knives require technique. They require an actual understanding. They require how to hide, how to how to use the momentum of it. They got to realize like the the blade positioning. There's there's different techniques with 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 knife um, fighting, right? Like like knife combat. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's martial arts for it, right? So like like there's an actual com- and I'm not saying there's not martial arts with bats. There 100 are tons of of techniques with bats. But I mean, I think if you gave somebody a knife. And you gave somebody a uh, bat. I think people would inherently feel better picking up a bat and like being ready with it compared to yep. a knife. And they'd be like, "Oh my god, what am I supposed to do with a knife?" You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, oof. So oof. I just so everybody knows what's going on. I sent Matt uh, a picture text of a knife. I, I guess you could call it a knife. It's made to puncture. Uh, that was like the trigger word. And I was like, holy shit, I was looking at something that was met, like meant just to puncture, put it in, pull it out, and they're they're done, no matter where yes. you stick it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you remember the knife training we used to do in class, it was like, don't. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you don't want to fight somebody. Remember we do the drill with the fake knife? And it was like, if like, let's see how many times I can touch you no matter what. Stop me from touching you. And no matter what, yep. it was just, nope, you're getting cut. You're always going to get cut yeah. in a knife fight. No matter what, if there's a knife, you're getting cut. Accept it and move on. Like, that's mm-hmm. it. You know? 
And after that, it was almost easier for me to to stand to like do the gun training to do gun defense because it was just cool. Yeah. If it's pointed somewhere, that's where it's going, right? Mm-hmm. If, if if only for a second, that's a second of the of it going off in that direction that I have versus you flicking your wrist when I'm like when I think I'm in a position of success against a knife fighter. And then I'm fucked. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember I was doing it against Dylan and I actually thought I had him and he like let go of it on like while we were scrambling on the ground and he was yep. like, he was rolling while he dropped it and I didn't realize he had a free hand to pick it up and then he just stabbed me yep. with it. And I was like, oh God yeah. damn it. I thought I had it. And it's just, it goes to show, like, at least if it was a gun, yeah, it could go off and kill one of us immediately. But at the same time, I can at least, like, wrestle with that gun. And if you somehow drop it and get it with another hand, I can still, like, combat that hand. It's not like the knife where it's, like, the knife is, like, a, it creates a circle. It's, like, it, it creates a diameter of, of an, it creates an area of the hand that's holding it. And it's, if you're in this area, you're getting cut, right? Compared to the gun is a line. It's a straight line where it's just, if you're in front of this line, you're getting shot. So it's like, okay, right. cool. So at the very least with the gun, the gun can't like turn a, like immediately to its own wrist and fire like a knife can. Like a knife, you can switch grip and immediately like slice down. So, like, mm-hmm. if somebody's grabbing your wrist with the knife, you know this, you can, like, immediately f- switch grips on that hand with it and still cut. The gun's not going to do that. The gun's going to just be pointing in a direction. So, yeah, no, knives are fucking horrible. So, I, I would say... Yeah. I would say get a knife, and this way you have bats and knives, and if people want to come into your place and get your rice, you got knives and uh, bats. bats and Bats and knives. Yeah. Bats and knives for people who want to come take your rice. So. <laughs> right? Yeah, man. Yeah. So, I mean, I would say go for it. But, I mean, you have guitars, too. Think about getting hit with the body of a guitar. Granted, you don't want to damage one of your guitars. But hitting right. somebody, not with the flat of it. I'm not saying you hit somebody with the back of a fucking guitar. I mean <laughs> the area where the plug goes in. Where you input. <laughs> Like that corner, yeah. those rounded corners. How do you think that oh, would yeah. fucking feel? That's solid yeah. wood. Unless you have a hollow Someone body. Someone swinging around a BC Rich guitar, forget it. Oh yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> fucking metal as shit, you know. Like yeah. No, that would be that would be a different story. No, I mean on the bright side, I don't think anything's going to happen with COVID. I don't. Oh, neither do I. It was just one of those thoughts I had. I was like, you know, a lot of more people are getting guns and. A lot of places are selling out of ammunition quick, but uh, it it was just one of those things. Like, but what happens when the bullets run out? You know, uh, you have a yeah, you have uh, you have a piece of art. Just, you have art. <laughs> yeah, you know. I think I. So here's yeah. the thing. I don't. I don't think I'll ever own a gun. I don't hate guns. I understand the the gun conversation is a very heated one, um, especially here in America. But there are guns that I look at and I go, I wish I had that gun at the very least to look at and touch and feel. It looks beautiful. Like it looks amazing. Like hand carved, like wooden stocks and fucking um, like, like uh, it's just like, there's so many like artistic 
expressions with guns. So I I, I look mm-hmm. at them as a piece of art. Um, again, I don't think I would have one, and it's not any like real moral reason. It's laziness. I like it's like oh I got to go to class for it. Fuck it. I don't I don't care enough to pay for to go to class. <laughs> To, to like i know it makes sense i know it, it's reasonable i know it's the right thing to do especially to get a permit to know that i'm like authorized and approved just like for driving i need to do it but a part of me is like but i don't care enough to to want to get it yeah so it's just like fuck it i won't do it if there was no permit i would probably have a gun 100 percent. but the fact there's like yeah, a I mean- permit no nah. Yeah. I mean, back in the day, you used to be able to just buy a gun. As long as you used it for home protection, you were good. You didn't need to take a class. You didn't have to have a permit. But nowadays, you are required to have a permit even to purchase a firearm. Yes. So, yes. Different times. Different times, man. I mean, also, you have to realize, um, I don't look at them enough in a survival situation. I think that's really what it is. So when I think of a survival situation, I do worry about other humans, but I worry about like what you said. So running out of bullets, right? Let's say you mm. running out of bullets is a problem. Running out of bullets is a sign of that time. And that time would imply that if you don't have the ability to get manufactured ammunition, that means the supply chains are 100% down. That would mean manufacturing is 100% down. That means more than ammo is going to be impacted at that time you're probably not getting food you may not have water electricity might be a problem like that's the stuff that i think about i think about like if i run out of bullets like and i can't buy more bullets what do i do to get bullets i'm not thinking about that at that point i'm thinking of if i can't get bullets anymore and that's like it's it's america it's a capitalist society like we're here for money we're here for product we're here to make sales we're here for the numbers if Mm -hmm. companies can't get that done in times of high demand, what else is being impacted? Probably right. fucking everything. In that case, mm-hmm. it's, do I have clean water? In that case, it's, do I have a food supply? Do I have means for heat? Like, do I have, like, that's that's where my mind goes. Because I also think then, I probably don't have gasoline. If they can't make bullets, they're probably not getting gasoline around. So that means my combustion engine vehicle is not going to be an option for me. So what am I doing to defend my house? Like, what am I doing to survive in my location? Can I survive in this location? Like, is are there any good resources nearby? Are there Would there be too much competition nearby? Like, losing, I think... So here's the bright side, and here's an, here's an argument for what... Like, kind of what you said, or point for what you said... If you ran out of bullets and you couldn't get more bullets because bullets no longer exist, you got way worse problems to worry about. I think on the bright side, it wouldn't get to that point. I think to get to that point, it would have to be a catastrophic failure of society and government, which Mm. I mean, who knows, man? We saw like, you know, we saw a, a, I don't know what you call it, but we saw... A large group of people storm the Capitol buildings. <laughs> and our government kind of just said, yeah, go ahead, go inside. It's fine. <laughs> like These are yep. all this stuff, free property. It's free property. It's fine. Go around, try to find people. Yeah, that room's barricaded and there's guards in there with guns that are going to shoot you if you poke in because what you're doing actually is illegal and you're threatening and 
Uh, there's some of you with evil intents, and that's been proven now in, in court with the FBI. But um, yeah, so like seeing that was was kind of alarming in the sense of, I mean, I'll be honest, I thought it was hilarious that that was happening. But but B, mm. it was kind of also very telling of like why is this being permitted? Right. Like, like, and I'm not advocating like they should have been shot or anything. <laughs> But like maybe maybe like push them back and not open doors to let them roam the halls. Like hypothetically, in a worst case scenario, what could have happened? Right? Yeah. Like not to get into the politics side of it, but when you have a large group of people who are angrily protesting and storming capital government buildings and getting allowed in, and on top of that, taking down the American flag to fly a trump flag a that's very weird that's not as patriotic yeah. as i think they realize <laughs> right taking down the american flag to put up a non-american flag uh, in a capitol building on capitol grounds for is just a little not not patriotic um but it's 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 just it's that was probably the closest that i thought of oh my gosh like the purge can happen because there was no repercussions for it like, yeah, I know right. somebody got trampled and somebody else got shot, but like, that's it. That's it. Like, I saw dudes, like, I saw the Confederate flag waving inside, which is another weird thing I don't understand of people claiming that's patriotic because the Confederacy literally did not want the United States of America to be a thing. That's, it's called the Civil War. So, I mean, I, that's another thing where I don't understand, but like, that's the closest thing I thought we got to of a oh, this shit can just go wild because there's yeah. nothing happening. There's no, there's, nothing's happening. The National Guard's not there. There's no special forces of the police units and law enforcement to be there. Like the, the Capitol Guards are just letting them in. Like there's literally no repercussions for this. So if you set that precedent, mm -hmm. what does that mean? What does this mean? And then everybody, they were all leaving they were all just i was seeing videos because i know you're not social media literally groups of them were like leaving and going to panera and getting dinner like it was just like <laughs> like them at the mall getting all like sabaro pizzas afterwards like Woo, we did it like legit just it was just a normal fucking thing it was just fucking mind-blowing <laughs> And I know you're not on social media. I really wish you were because that shit was bonkers. And it was people posting like, I can't believe I'm sitting next to insurrectionists. And it's them just like eating ice cream at the mall food court. And it's like, what the fuck? They just got, they just were allowed to just walk around and be like, all right, we're bored. We're going to leave. But at the same time, they were all saying, we're going to come back and we're going to come back and actually make something happen. And that's, that's yeah. when it's worrisome. Because then it's, if you're, if you're empowering that action, like, I get the sentiment behind it. I, I get the whole, I get the argument of like, yeah, they're, they are, I guess you could say, fighting for their rights of their beliefs. Like, technically, you're, you, you, that is what they're exercising their rights for, right? Like, mm -hmm. I get that. Um, like, we see it in France all the time. Like, when the French don't like what the government's doing, they fucking riot. And they're just like burn it down and they're like burning shit they're fighting police like just like hand to hand they're swinging on shields like they are full on just like fuck you 
we're going to take it to the government. And they just storm the streets and literally take it to the fucking government. And they're all like, it's in our history. We usually behead and hang the people we don't like in government. And it's just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, holy shit. Like, with us, they, like, lose their Coca-Cola sponsorship. Like, that's the most that happens here in America. <laughs> holy fuck. So, I mean, I think that's a cultural thing where we're surprised by it. But uh, that's, like, the biggest thing of what if they did come back and it was the same reaction it was the same like oh come on in guys and they brought like molotov cocktails and they brought all their fucking guns and they really wanted to like like be like we're gonna shoot this fucking place like they could have they fucking could have like thankfully they they just didn't thankfully i don't think any of them expected to get that far in each step they're like oh my god we're just being allowed in to do this holy shit like again you're not on social media the amount of videos of people in like government buildings of just like taking pictures of it like oh wow i i never thought we would make it this far just taking pictures of like how nice it is and like oh that's a nice desk oh look at the look at the painting over here that's a great painting like taking pictures with statues and shit like (laughs) because i don't think they really thought they would make it that far but they did so that's the only concern i would have is kind of like this weird televised event of look there's no order. It's all chaos. It's all going to go down. That's when it would be like, time to sharpen these blades. <laughs> like, time to make some poison and just like dip these blades in poison. And let's, let's, just, <laughs> let's see what happens. Maybe I sleep with one eye open tonight. Yeah. Sorry, that was a rant, huh? So that's what happens when we run out of bullets. Yeah. So I would say fuck... Um, Fuck the UFC 259 talk. Fuck it. This is way more fun. Talking about anarchy and chaos. <laughs> guns and martial arts. What's the point, right? Like, So let's fucking do that. I like that a lot more. It's much better. Um, yeah, what are, you, what are your thoughts on that? On, uh, on what? The, not bullets. talking about UFC? Uh, oh, no, bullets. bullets. I mean... Bullets. Yeah, well, like I said, I mean, I'm kind of at the halfway point as of now. So, uh, fingerprints were submitted, just waiting to get the phone call or the letter in the mail or whatever it is for the temporary ID. That way I can go to the state police and get my permanent one and go from there. But, I mean, obviously, currently, I don't own any firearms. I don't own ammunition. Um... So I'm just very curious, even eventually when I do get situated, if anything's going to be available, anything that I would want anyways, but what's your gun? What's your go-to gun? You excited? What you going to get? Going to get dual M19s? Click clack. What you doing? (laughs) Yo, that would be funny. That would be funny. I'm sorry. Somebody like kicks in your door. And you grab both M19s and you go click clack and you just pull them up on them <laughs> like you got two. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's funny. Like my father-in-law throws a lot of like ideas at me. Uh, there's like a CZ Rammy. He literally just called me a few hours about. Uh, I was looking into Taurus GC3 or G3C, something like that. Um Smith and Wesson, uh, M M and P shield. They're pretty much all like subcompact, um, for concealed carry. Um, I'm not looking at, you know, any like 1911s or anything. So 
You should. This isn't this isn't Call of Duty. You should get some dual Diamantes. <laughs> get a riot shield, put it on your back. <laughs> Strap up, baby. <laughs> like Dude, that's actually you know what? I'm gonna go shop on Amazon, see if someone's selling a riot shield. A riot shield. <laughs> I'm curious. I wonder if somebody could just buy a riot shield. I don't see why not. That's probably one of the more important things to get. It's not a weapon. All these people with their gun permits, you're going to need something to, you know, <laughs> I see Mikey. kind of deflect. I see microscopic. You know? I see Mikey with a microscopic <laughs> sticker on his riot shield as he's as he's as he's crouch walking up the street. <laughs> to, and there's two guys who keep shooting his shield, and it keeps just pinging off the shield. And Mikey keeps looking up, and he keeps walking up, and he keeps looking up, and keeps walking up. Oh man! And then when they go to reload, uh. he pulls out his dual Diamantes <laughs> or his dual Kadashis. <laughs> he starts running at them. Holy Call shit. of Duty son is slicing them up. <laughs> Warzone bitches. <laughs> oh. oh man. <sighs> you know that's a. I, I know we got to end this soon, but I, I wonder if uh, if it's realistic to buy not not chainmail, but what's the new material now? Like Tevlar or whatever. Kevlar. Uh, it's like. Kevlar. It's like that cut resistant. Oh material. yeah, like, I've seen can, that. I've seen that. Yep. I wonder if I've you seen, can. Uh, I wonder if that's a smart investment because again, the the talk of like knives and stuff. I mean, obviously, if you're going to get stabbed, yeah, it's going to hurt like hell. But someone slashing at you, at least you have some sort of of chance to, you know, survive. I guess. Yeah. True. Get some Kevlar. Gear. Plexiglass and metal Kevlar protective gear? shield. Are you on Amazon? I'm on Amazon, baby. I'm on Amazon. Is it a baby. prime item? Four prime point, item? Four point medieval shield. 16 gauge steel battle ready. <laughs> medieval. Yeah, dude. Fucking oh, shit. Yeah, dude. Dude, oh, you should shit. get the medieval shield. It'll go good with your hatchet. <laughs> <laughs> It would, dude. It fucking would. Um, all the real-looking shields are all, like, kids' toy shields. Ah, uh, no, we need battle-ready. Maybe they don't actually sell bulletproof riot shields for... For the regular consumer? I, I mean, I could totally see that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not I, a I weapon. I could understand why. Why? It's not a weapon, Mike. You're right. What's wrong? I thought, I thought we're that, in America. That, I thought this is the land of the free. I shouldn't be free to buy what I want. Uh, Take my money. Give me the product I want. Why is this so hard? <laughs> right? Yeah. All yeah. I want is a stab-resistant, yeah. bulletproof, large piece of material that I can strap to my arm or my back. That's all I want. Why is that? No, I wonder. Why is that not a thing? I wonder if we can just invest in like a huge sheet of ple- like very thick plexiglass and just carve out our own shields i don't know how you car you we would carve through it i mean i don't I, yeah i don't know how how you would go about doing it but just make your own if you could get 
if you have uh, a way of obtaining plex, like plexi. Imagine making imagine, imagine making a plexiglass hamster wheel. You could you could jump into. <laughs> you can like run at people. <laughs> it's got like rubber grip points on the outside. So you can like go off road and shit. <laughs> and everybody's like trying to stab it. Everybody's shooting at it. People are running up and trying to hit it with a bat. And it's just like nah uh nah uh nah uh Imagine that shit. That would be epic, dude. That would be that would be so badass. I don't know how you would be offensive with it unless you got enough speed to like run people over. But because how heavy is, is plexiglass? It, it it's heavy, right? Like it's heavy enough where if you hit somebody with speed with a giant car sized ball of plexiglass, it's probably gonna it's probably gonna run them over, right? Oh yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Hell yeah. All right, we're getting delirious. COVID, man. Dude, it's about to be a, a year-long anniversary of COVID. We're coming up on it. Yeah. Yeah. March, baby. This is when it hit America. March. Yep. Woo. Feels good, huh? Sure. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? Think about it. it it's, we, this is such a historical time we've lived through. Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, it's it's uh you know we've I've I've heard of this thing called um oh I don't know if you've heard of it uh flu season and then there's mm-hmm. what we're experiencing now and yeah it's uh definitely in the history books for, yeah, for sure. I mean, flu season didn't shut down for a global pandemic like COVID did, so right. flu season's not in the in the history books for any of those things. COVID's in the history books because of the impact it did to humanity as a whole. Mm. Hey, man, if you want if you want the most freedom, just move to Texas. They just lifted all sanctions and said COVID no longer exists. Are they still underneath like a sheet of ice, though? Like what's what's going on with Texas? I don't know. The free market decided that it's not worth it to uh, have a backup system in place because they didn't want to be regulated in any way from the government. So they're a free market state, and because of it, uh, the companies didn't want to spend money on weatherproofing anything, and things went down because of climate change or whatever. So I don't yeah. know, but I know the governor came out and said, "I'm really, like," he said, "100% everything that was in place for COVID is off. None of it matters. You're good to go. No, sh- no masks, no restrictions in seating, inside restaurants open. 100% we're back to normal. Just do it." I'm down. Go. I I was think I was thinking this back in April. <laughs> like it, like okay, one week I get it, two weeks. All right, we'll see. And it's like, come on, now we're pushing it. Go, man. Yeah. I I told I listen, I've been telling my wife. I said, "You tell me when you're ready because I will have my bags packed." Do you know Maybe how cheap not it is to live down Texas, there? but Do you know how cheap it is to live in the Yeah, South, in and Texas I keep and, and I keep telling my family the same thing. I That's mean, why my brother's in Georgia right now. <laughs> yeah, dude, you can move down south and pay much, much less for living. Yeah. One of my yeah. friends uh, just moved to Tennessee, and he was telling me to register his truck was under $25. Uh, <laughs> why? Why do you do this? <laughs> Mikey, I want you to be happy. You know that, right? I want you to, I want you to be happy. I would love for you to be living in Texas or anywhere down south that you would want to live. 
where the yep. sun is bright and the freedom is free and <laughs> the cost of living is low. So you should go, man. Yeah. No, seriously. Like, like, like what, what's the holdup? Uh, ask my wife. I don't know. She's your wife. Like, what has she told you? You've been like, let's, let's go. No, the, the, the main reason with her and I get it, but at the same time, my excuse is, but we have Skype. It's family. Um, you technically shouldn't even be seeing them anyways right now. <laughs> Am I wrong? Technically, are you supposed to be having private gatherings? Yeah, you know, <laughs> none of my family from either side of the family were like, we all knew this was, well, I'm not going to say we know, we don't know anything, but we were on the, this is bullshit side. Let's just put it that way. Oh, well, my mom in the beginning, like, you know, obviously the first couple weeks was like, you know, whoa, please don't come over or whatever. But after like a month, we were like, all right, this is bullshit. <laughs> So, I mean, hugging and kissing and I mean, hey, man, that's 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 your freedom of choice. Yeah. And that's the beauty. And you know what? Not none of us got COVID. So yeah. there's that. Yeah. Hey, man, freedom of choice. So. And I hope you don't get COVID because as somebody who probably had it last year around this time, it was fucking horrible. So I really hope that nobody does get it. Yeah. So, I mean, hey, man, that's the beauty. As long as we have freedom of choice. Yes. We're good to go. So, yeah, man. Yeah. I think, uh, I don't know. I think you got to tell her. We got to live our life for us because it yep. is our lives. And if our quality of life is improved, we, we should do it. That's what I would say. Yeah. I'd say if I can go for it. but I'll probably sleep better. Right? Exactly. All right. Anyways. Full circle. Yeah. Uh, I know we didn't talk about it on purpose, but you should watch UFC 259. It's going to be a fucking banger. Uh, and that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> yeah. Go Izzy. Yeah. Right. All right, man. I'll catch you later then. All right. All right. Peace. Later.